Good evening, Sports Nuts and Beer Guts, episode round 68. 69. 69. The magic number. Nice. Whoa. <laughs> episode 69. I feel like there's some. I had to bring Boyd back for that one. <laughs> well, with uh, with kudos to um, Dirty Jokes, Odd Innuendo, and Jared Allen, here we are, episode 69. Welcome, guys. Hard to believe we made it there. Um, we did it. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee Trio tonight, uh, yours truly, Matt Hickman, hosting McClure Boyd from Mount Carmel. How you doing, McClure? Doing well. Keeping Hawkins County in check down here in Mount Carmel. Well, somebody's got to. I moved away from Hawkins County a few years ago, and and uh, so... Never look pre- back. Appreciate you doing that. Not that I did a good job of it, but... You hear uh, the call of the wild all the time, don't you? All, all the North Fork of the Holston River, man. Smell <laughs> pals. RIP the uh, Mountaineer restaurant. I could do a whole podcast on the Mountaineer. Nobody wants to hear that, but uh, unless the Podfather, Chris. What's up, guys? McClure, don't you think Chris would have loved the Mountaineer? Chris would have uh, probably been a guy that would have frequented the Mountaineer probably every morning. Uh, yeah. I, I, I need to hear, like, can I get like a two minute summary of what the Mountaineer is? was it was demolished was. in maybe 2010 uh. so the mountaineer was a uh country restaurant off highway 11 that had an incredible saturday morning breakfast with uh Ian. country ham Ian. oh my gosh i mean all the all the nor the, the fixings there you could get like just country cooking meatloaf um you know country fried steak all that good stuff and they had these amazing giant banana splits that you could have now the sign on the exterior of the mountaineer was about a 20 foot buck tooth guy wearing overalls without a shirt underneath barefoot with a moonshine jug at his feet saying that had XXX on it with the scripture, John three sixteen below it. I feel like there's a chance I visited that place about 2006. It's possible. Um, really? You think yeah, you were in possible. Hawkins County in 2006? I think I was with Hickman in 2000. I remember the banana splits. That's what I, I don't like banana splits. Uh, not really a huge fan. Um, I, I do remember a place that had banana splits in, in Kingsport. Yeah. Do you remember the giant hillbilly? I I I think I do. As you were describing it, I was like, I that place because sounds so familiar. Now, now, don't confuse it with two other local restaurants. One having a uh, uh, probably a forty foot giant Native American. Yeah, uh, it's yep. called Pratt's. It's Pratt's. a barbecue yep. restaurant, which uh, it's really good. And about two years ago, there was a huge thunderstorm, lightning, uh, almost tornadoes everywhere. The in uh, the uh, the the head of the Native Americans headdress got hit by lightning, knocked his head off. They rebuilt that thing in like two weeks. We were all shocked. We thought, surely this this uh, this uh, obviously racist uh, <laughs> uh, st- statue of Pratt's Barbecue would be gone, but no, they they rebuilt it quick. And there's also there's also a twenty foot waiter at the Pals in Lynn Garden, which uh, it, it's been a standstill as well. But uh, no, the giant hillbilly would have would have given it away. 
Yeah. That may have been more than two minutes on the Mountaineer. Sorry. Our listeners I, are going to love it. Love it. I think, Chris, you probably have been to the Mountaineer. Um, I think my dad ate lunch at the Mountaineer every day from 1974 to about 1993. So uh, it was a it was a good place. That's the Phipps uh, Bend staple, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, anybody in their listening audience of nine has, or that might be generous, five has been to the Mountaineer. Cheers to you. Well, um, plenty to talk about this week. Uh, fun divisional round just wrapped up. Or sorry, fun wild card, super wild card weekend, as they call it, now that they've added the seventh team. Um, and... Um, Makes for a pretty pretty fun divisional round. So we're we're gonna go ahead and dive into to last week. Um, before we do, let's do a quick chug chug sipper pour. Chug sipper f- or pour. Seven teams in the postseason in each conference. Do you prefer the old old system where we had six teams with the top two getting a bye, or the current one uh, with only the top seed getting a bye and the seventh team sneaking in the playoffs? Before, I would chug that all the way because I really like having the three days of games. I think mm-hmm. that's a cool first weekend. And I, I even I wasn't sure about the Monday night, but I, I like that. I thought it was great. And uh, I just like having the um, – because – and now I'm going to feel real bad if this is incorrect, but it creates the extra game, correct? It does. All right. So the first weekend having the extra game, I'm all for Two it. Two extra games, that. technically. Okay. I'm all for it. I'm going to chug that. I'm going to chug it. Um, I know the seventh seed is 04 forever. Uh, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, I understand the lack of meaningfulness of the game. I kind of wish there was three games Saturday, three games Sunday, uh, and no games Monday, if I'm being honest about it. Um, but I do like more football. It does give us the two. I, an extra game in each uh, conference. So more football, uh, pretty good teams. I mean, Seattle, San Francisco, obviously we'll get to it a little bit. Uh, solid first half, kind of. Uh, and then it kind of went to the shitter. Uh, what was the AFC one? Ravens? No. No, no it was Miami. The, oh, that was actually a surprisingly good game. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how, looking at the stats or watching the game. I have no clue how it was close, but yeah. Um. I'm going to chug it. I like more football. So anything that gives us more football, chug. I, I have to sip it. I always like the two seed getting the, you know, getting a buy too. But that, that being said, it does put more of a premium for the, for the one seed. Um, it is more football. It's, it's been lower quality football by and large. I think this year, the wrong teams got in as the seven seed The Detroit and Pittsburgh were the better teams as opposed to Seattle and Miami. Um, I still think San Francisco and Buffalo win those games, but um, mm. Buffalo will struggle with the Steelers. The, before we get to the game, do you think you think even with Tua, that was still a correct oh. that the Steelers would be better than the Dolphins? I think yes. The Steelers' record with T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick yeah. uh, playing because uh, they both have had various injury issues. Feels like they alternate injury issues. They do. Um, but when both of those guys are on the field, uh, that record's pretty damn good in Pittsburgh. Kenny and Kenny Pickett turned into a pretty solid game manager by the end of the season. 
Kenny uh, Effin Pickett. Tom yeah, I'll, I'll, it's our boy. Tomlin was loving that dude. I didn't well, realize that uh, Pickett was a first-round pick until uh, just uh, this week, actually. Yeah, like the 20th pick, 21st, something 20, like that. Yeah, low 20th. 23rd, I don't know. I was happy with it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Tua, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Tua plays next year. I don't know that he can, but that's another another discussion. But um, well, let's let's go and start talking about the, the Saturday games. <clears throat> we'll go in chronological order. First game of the weekend – um, let's, let's do this. Tell us how much of it you watched and then we'll go from there. Um, San Francisco, Seattle, um, close early Niners ended up blowing them out. I think 42 to 24, something like that. Um, it was a weird game. Um, but, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts guys? So uh, not watching much of this one. I'll go first on this one. Just to say, I didn't watch uh, any of it live. I watched some highlights, but I know that the weather apparently was supposed to be bad, and it wasn't. If mm-hmm. I if I got that correct, but uh, which I guess created some opportunities. I, I think DK went deep um, a couple, maybe once at least once, right? Um, but so not watching the game, uh, you know, I can't speak to it much. But I'm not surprised. I thought San Francisco would win this game easily, but uh, I, I am interested to see what you thought about Purdy. And uh, just San Francisco moving forward because uh, I think uh, both of you guys really like that team. Uh, let's let's start with some takes here. Uh, I was scoreboard watching the first half. Uh, I think it was seventeen sixteen to go to the half, uh, and I watched uh, majority of the third quarter and turned it off after that because uh, San Francisco did what San Francisco does. They're just really talented. Have. Four really good skill position players. Um, mm-hmm. Four really good skill position players. Um, and their coach schemes run plays and short pass plays uh, better than anybody else in football right now. So, as far as that game, the game probably went about how I expected. Um, Seattle was close and uh, – they couldn't get enough stops, uh, which isn't surprising when you see the talent on the field in San Francisco, uh, which leads me to my favorite point of the weekend. Uh, the Titans hired a new general manager, uh, player personnel guy for the 49ers. So that's a step in the right direction because uh, the Titans have no talent on the roster, uh, specifically on offense. So just bringing a guy in that may have a may help with the uh, – Talent evaluation, I'm happy about. But back to the game. Um, Brock Purdy wasn't great, uh, but in that offense, he doesn't have to be great. He just has to be um, not first half Trevor Lawrence or uh, <laughs> not Nathan Peterman. Uh, he just has to be not terrible. Uh, and I thought the first half, he you could kind of see some, he was a little jittery. Um, but I don't think he looked necessarily better in the second half. It was just Debo had the one big play, uh, and they were just – they were schemed so damn good. Like, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, his numbers ended up being great. Um, was close early. I think Seattle came in with a pretty good game plan, trying to throw over the top. Expected I mean, that again, to happen, yeah. And Gino played pretty well. Um, you know, that's uh, – DK is – I mean, he's so good. He's uh, he's a stud. Um, 
So I'm Gino Gino's back in Seattle next year, something like what five would you give him like five and one twenty five with the first three years guaranteed? Essentially? Well, I, think, I think it's too long, but he's coming I mean, back it's just, for sure. It's really just three years. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just giving your guarantee the first three years and something Gino's like that. Gino's been in the league a while though, right? Like they're not gonna he, give him five, right? Well, it's not guaranteed. So I was just that's why I was okay. like you give him five and one twenty five with about sixty of that guaranteed where that third year is kind of half guaranteed, almost fully guaranteed. I think uh, a lot of his will be based, you know, what's Lamar gonna do and what's you know, look at that money and then you take a look at where Gino should be compared to that. I, I don't know. It's gonna that's, be a fun that's another discussion for when we get to that. But one thing I did want to say about Purdy, he was eighteen for thirty for three thirty two. And three touchdowns, you know, and I'm I'm wondering if, you know, you say he didn't play, he didn't play great. Was it more just, uh, was there a lot of yards after catch? What was the, what was the deal you're saying that Purdy didn't play great? Or is it just like, he should be like that. He should play that well. Um, this, the scheme that, I mean, it's just. I, I was it McCaffrey. I think it was McCaffrey's lineup out wide, and Debo was in the backfield, and he went untouched. McCaffrey went untouched for like a big gain too at one point. Um, Shanahan scheme and the and you check the the fullback. Uh, he's kind of low key awesome because uh, he 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 keeps some skill guys clean. Uh, and if you give Debo or McCaffrey or Ayuk. Uh, or even Kittle. Kittle's so physical. I mean, if you just give those guys some space to get started, uh, watch out. You never know what can happen. I mean, 18 yards completion. Uh, yeah, a lot of yak, sure, but that's not a dink and dunk uh, offense. I agree. He schemed, he schemed so well. Um, yes. But um, I'm not hating on him. Like I, I know it sounds like I'm just like, eh. I mean, he doesn't have to be more than a Trent Dilfer. I mean, if a Trent Dilfer would have a good chance to win a Super Bowl or at least get to the Super Bowl. His is a little bit different. So you think about the game managers that won Super Bowls. You had Dilfer, you had Brad Johnson, you had, you know, oh one Brady, 15 Manning, I have to say. Um, th- those guys all were. Most of them rode incredible defenses. Now, the 49ers do have a great defense and just, they just had some dink and dunk offense. This is an explosive offense. It's rare that you've got a guy this because like go look at those early Patriots teams. Those were not explosive offenses. This is this isn't like this right. is a top two or three offense in the NFL. And you've got a you have Mr. Irrelevant at the helm. I don't know if this has ever happened before. And he he is legitimately the absolute last pick in the draft, correct? Yes. yes. What's interesting <laughs> about him was he did get a scholarship. I don't know if he got a scholarship offer, but he was recruited by Alabama. So he's he had the chops. Whether I mean he went to Iowa State. Iowa State was pretty good for a minute. Um, you know the Matt Campbell Iowa State teams, but um, yeah. Did did you see where between his after a senior year and to the time he was drafted, he increased his uh, like throwing velocity by five miles per hour? How do you do uh, that? Just mechanic changes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He. I mean. It's one of those like advanced stats where people like, I mean, the velocity matters kind of things. So, and if you think about it, like defensive backs closing in, like velocity matters a whole lot. Um, right. And it's one of the things NFL, it's 
Will Levis uh, as much as we mm-hmm. hate on the guy. No, he um, he can rip it, grip it, and rip it. He, he can let it go, and in those those stats, uh, they they do matter to some degree. You just have to have accuracy, which is where I come into things. But apparently, he saw where he was at, and that's where he was like uh, late round pick slash undrafted was where he's projected. Uh, he improved on those things, and when he had a workout with the 49ers, uh, they were they were shocked at the velocity, and that's how he became Mister Irrelevant kind of thing. So. Kudos on him for working on his game and knowing his limitations, his weaknesses, and working on those. So, none but good things to say about Purdy as far as that goes. I'm gonna think about it though, because you know there's always the you know how how good is a guy actually when he has all all these weapons. Um, like I said, game managers usually run game management offenses. Uh, the Niners' offense goes out to win the game every every day, you know, every time they play. So, um, I want to think about that. There's bound I'm probably a precedent somewhere, but. Um, that's a fun one. All right, um, let's let's move through these, or we don't. Uh, we'll, we'll, we got five more to go. Um, game of the weekend, Saturday night, the Duval's. Speaking of velocity, speaking of arm velocity. Oh, Herbert! <laughs> Lots of arm talent there. Lots of arm talent yeah. in that game. The Jacksonville Jaguars down twenty-seven to zero. Storm back, defeat. The Chargers, thirty-one thirty. Um, second or the the it was the third largest comeback in NFL playoff history, only yes. behind Bills Oilers in ninety-two and the super weird Chiefs Colts game in thirteen, long forgotten game. Oh. But so Andrew Lockett quarterback then? Yeah, it was it was such a weird game because like all, I think the Chiefs had no receivers left by the end of the game. Like they were trotting out a defensive. Like everybody got hurt. It was a weird game. I um, was in Charlotte for that game. Really? Yeah, me and Awol, and we had to step out, and we came back. And our reaction to the game was, uh, as you can imagine, Awol. Awol stepped out, Yeah, he stepped out of a Colts playoff game. Well, okay. yeah, I want to say it may have been an impact thing he had going on or something. So long time yeah. ago. Well, either yeah. way, um, Jags stormed back. They scored touchdowns in their last five possessions or four possessions. Scored in the last five possessions, touchdowns on four of those. Um, my, uh, you know, Lisa and her family, huge Jaguars fans, they were going nuts, rightfully so. Um, Trevor Lawrence, um, at one point was four of sixteen with four interceptions. Ended the game with four touchdowns. Um, I don't know what to make of this. One of the craziest games I've ever, ever watched. Um, the Chargers, man, boy, do they know how to screw up. Pretty incredible. Um, did the Jags win the game or did the Chargers blow the game? What do you think, McClure? It's hard to uh, say that the Chargers didn't blow that one when they were up by so much. Um we, I watched a lot of this game. I, I stopped watching in the third quarter after halftime. Mm-hmm. But at first I was watching at, um, at a restaurant. Me and Isaac were at a restaurant watching it. And uh, the three picks in the first quarter, I mean, Lawrence looked like he had never uh, seen an NFL stadium before. I mean, just looked shook. And the crowd mm-hmm. was just dead. You know, I was like, this game is immediately over. Wasn't even the end of the first quarter. And I think it was, um, did it get to 21 nothing in the first quarter? 
Or it may have gotten to 20. Might have. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not sure. It was just a disaster for the Jags to start out. So, uh, you know, I drove home during the second quarter and then just saw the score and essentially stopped watching it until the fourth quarter and turned it back on to see the Jags just complete the miraculous comeback, which, um, uh, you know, kudos to them for sure and to Lawrence for, you know, not not um, caving, but uh, ultimately what in the world for the Chargers, you know, after having that lead. And uh, I love watching Herbert play. Uh, he's he's a great quarterback. Has so It's so much fun to watch him. The, the way that he can stand in that pocket and wait until somebody is almost like immediately on him and still throw that ball in such a tight window is just crazy to me. But um, anyway, I think the Chargers, you got to blame them the most versus giving the Jags credit on this one just based on the score. What do you think, Chris? Um, I, so I really didn't hate on Trevor Lawrence's interceptions. Uh, in the, I mean, he had four. I saw the first three. Um. And two of those three, so one was an obvious pass interference. Like it that was, was awful. just, it was, it was an awful no call. Uh, one of the interceptions uh, got deflected twice, uh, and was interpicked. So I mean, t- two of the four, I don't really place on Lawrence as far as that goes. So I mean, seeing the number four, you're like, oh god, that that dude was terrible. Um, I thought it was the Chargers blowing the game. Uh, I, I'm not a Staley fan. Uh, it has nothing to do with his love for analytics i love analytics too i just think he's a bad coach uh i saw somewhere where five years ago he was a defensive coordinator for a division two school makes sense checks out i does not shock me uh to hear that um i'm shocked that he didn't get fired i mean obviously letting offensive coordinator go is a no-brainer but uh and also my hot take is like when people like fire coordinators like um, it's not like the guy forgot how to coach it in one year. You know what I mean? Like, so when you're, you make a decision after a, a game of, it was a terrible second half. Like you make the offensive coordinator, defense coordinator, the scapegoat. I always, always kind of like look at that and you're like, Oh, so you hired the guy you thinking he sucked. Is that what happened? Like makes no sense. Um, I think that's a Tomlin thing. They just brought back Matt Canada for another year. Congratulations, Hickey. Yeah, yeah. I understand uh, that today, but whatever. I know. They <laughs> I guess they like continue. I, I understand that. So and Tomlin's gonna he's gonna do his own thing. Uh but back to the game. Um Chargers definitely lost the game. hundred percent. I think they only attempted eight rushes in the second half. Eight uh, second half carries, yeah. And and they like to they like to throw out that oh the Chargers run game's not not made for grinding out a lead um austin eckler looked pretty effing good in the first half. he was a stud yeah um it's not like he forgot how to be a running back in the second half uh i just thought i just thought the chargers just um i just thought they played a bad second half and it was poorly coached it was uh and honestly when when jacksonville got the touchdown to go 27 7 into the half and then Jacksonville scored another touchdown. You were like, okay, mm-hmm. we're we're about to have some charging going on. Like you could just feel it like happening uh in real time kind of thing. So all the memes uh on Sunday morning that I saw litter my Twitter feed, I loved every one of them. 
Uh, Falcons logo. Yes, the Falcons logo. <laughs> I love my favorite one was the the win expectancy with the Charger bolt, the lightning bolt going with Ooh. the Chargers win expectancy for the game. That was that was a classic one. Uh, yeah, I love Herbert. I like Herbert. That team has so much talent. Like that's why I don't understand Staley coming back because there's nothing he's done in two years that says he can win. So I'm kind of surprised that they weren't going to uh, do that to get opportunities with Sean Payton because I think he's interviewing with about every team almost that has an opening. I think but he's the, going to Carolina. I would Carolina. Yeah, I think that's a done deal. Although I think Houston's a dark horse, I'll say that because Houston, but, the whole Houston, New Orleans, uh, it's kind of one city. I don't know if that makes any sense, but just the proximity of them. I could see Houston being a dark horse, but I know Tepper wants uh, the opposite of Matt Rule and the opposite of Matt Rule, Sean Payton. So I think he ends up in Carolina. And, and they'll spend money. Um, all right, so a lot of parallels between this game and the, and the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl. There really are. Um, so another, another thought, yeah, the, the, the Chargers absolutely blew it, but the Jags gave them everything in the first half. The, the turnovers, I mean, yeah, the PI was ridiculous. But, I mean, the you turn they, punt, the, the helmet punt, they punt. hit the dude in the head. But the defense stood tall twice and held, held them to field goals, and that was when the, you know, the tide started to turn. What I want to say about Lawrence, I mean, we've, in, our, in our group threads, opinions on Trevor Lawrence run, run the gamut. They do. What, what I can say about him, though, is yeah, he was absolutely abysmal the first half. There are only a handful of quarterbacks that have the mental fortitude to come back from throwing four picks and bring it. Um, obviously, Brady, I mean, again, that Super Bowl, he was, he was trash in the first half against the Falcons and came back with an epic performance in the second. Uh, Manning had that in him. Um, I don't know that Aaron Rodgers has it. I think I think Aaron Rodgers he, throws three picks. He's done. He's pouting. Aaron Rodgers gets pretty down after he gets one pouting. Pick, he pouts. You know, only <laughs> yeah. only the true like like the true. Like, you, I mean, Roethlisberger threw two two or three picks. Uh, he's his body language changed. Mahomes has it. Mahomes could come. I mean, he he can flip it. You know, flip the switch on a dime. Josh um, Allen. Josh Allen has it. Joe um, Burrow, I think, has it. I do too. Phil Rivers didn't have it. You know, there's just, you know, there's just, I don't even know if Breeze did. But Trevor Lawrence has that. Um, and I, I love that. Love seeing it. Doug Peterson's going to have a fun team. Jacksonville should keep him around forever because it's the Jaguars. Um, they've had just such a dumpster fire of coaches their best coach i mean after tom coughlin it was jack del rio by a mile as their next best head coach um and speaking of the charges with the head coaches I just want to throw this in as we finish this up they didn't fire brandon staley the chargers once fired a head coach after a 14 and 2 season marty schottenheimer yes yeah yep 14 and 2 got the bye 2006 tom brady throws a game losing interception to marlon mccree who promptly fumbles it back to the Patriots, who end up winning the game. And Marty got fired. So, Chargers going to Charger. Uh, can we talk about Chargers just a little more? Um, sure. 
Has there been a, I mean, obviously you could argue Green Bay, possibly, maybe even Pittsburgh. Has there been a franchise blessed with quarterbacks um, like the Chargers? Oh. I mean, 15 years of Dan Fouts, no-brainer Hall of Famer. Uh, you probably had 15, uh, 15 or so years of Phillip Rivers. Oh, yep. You mm-hmm. had four years of Drew Brees mixed in there. Uh, you've had the last three years of Justin Herbert. Uh, you're probably going to have another 10 years of Justin Herbert. That franchise has been blessed with quarterbacks and just pissed it all away every <laughs> single time. Their one, their lone, their lone Super Bowl appearance was the the not 49ers one who was a kind of a nobody. Was that Humphreys was a quarterback? Dan Humphreys, yeah. They yeah. went to one Super Bowl without those, you know, the other yeah. like was that yeah, jun- all-timers. Junior Seau's team? Yes. That was. RIP. That was the Super Bowl that they got destroyed, right? Like what was the oh, final it was, score? It was it was an ass kicking. 49 to 20, even it wasn't that close. Um no, that's a good point. I think maybe they are the most blessed with quarterbacks. The um the Colts have been an interesting one as we well. Like the Johnny Unitas carryover? You well, sure, you, you did that, but they 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 drafted John Elway. So the mm. you know they drafted John Elway, Peyton Manning, and Andrew Luck. Um traded Elway because that organization makes, you know, the in, in 1983, there was no more dysfunctional sports franchise. It was like the Phoenix Coyotes um, back then. Um, so Elway got traded to Denver. Um, but yeah, but going from, from Manning to Luck, like two all-time can't-miss prospects, that's pretty good. Um, Luck's one of those what-ifs. What, what if they protected him? Oh, they draft, that's true. Jeff George was another one. That's, he was talent. supposed to be an all-timer. on the Colts. It's a good I mean, point. Jeff, Number one pick. Jeff George was a pretty high pedigree, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chris, Arm I'm telling talent. all day. Yeah. yeah. He, he could, I mean, he, he led the Vikings to the playoffs in like 2000 and still had a cannon. Um, good, good call there. All right. Fun chargers rant. Um, they have like nine fans. Hey, but I, the chargers do have my favorite Jersey of all time. That powder blue, oh, powder blue. Ball. Best NFL yeah. uniforms, powder blue throwbacks. I think it's the best jersey of any jersey ever. Best. We need it's, to do it. It's great. We should we do, do a jersey I'll rankings. It, I'll give it top jersey. Think TikTok idea right there. Pod. That's What's a good top, top jersey, jersey rankings. Okay. Tick, TikTok draft. There we go. Oh, man. Love it. <laughs> excuse me. All right. Sunday morning. There's a, excuse me. Sunday early game. Buffalo, Miami. Um, Weird. I mean, Buffalo up 17-0. Then Miami goes on like a 24-3 to run. Then Buffalo goes on a big run, and uh, it ends up being closer than it should have been. Skylar Thompson out there throwing oh, 300 so yards, but he's awful. Um, nobody played well in that game. <clears throat> um, right team won, but... For sure. Man. Buffalo, I mean, I, I got to give them a break for looking bad, but it was just an ugly game. At least the right team won. I don't have much to say about this game other than that. I watched it, but yeah. Uh, my only thoughts on it is I think Mike McDaniel can call a play in in a decent amount of time. I don't know if Skylar Thompson can call that playoff in the huddle and then get out of the huddle. They struggled yeah, getting out of the huddle mercilessly. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of give McDaniel a pass on that fourth and one that they got the delay of game. 
because the referee on his sideline said it was a first down, so he's going off what oh, sure. the referee, okay. the the official there on the sideline told him. I uh, got some bad info. That's why he's wanting to pump the clock up, but give him twenty five seconds to to adjust to the bad information. Should have got to twenty five seconds. So as far as that goes, I give him the pass there. Um, it was an awful game. Like yeah. I was watching Buffalo came out hot. Um, I feel like emo- Buffalo is emotionally drained right now. Uh, I feel like they're a tired team. So, I mean, them having a dud of a game kind of makes sense. It's kind of not a total shock. Uh, but looking at the stats, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Miami looked like shit on offense. So They did. It was, uh, it was a perplexing game just seeing the score. Uh, Josh Allen... Uh, looked very much not like Josh Allen. Uh, it was almost like he was just in. It's almost like he had it, just driving along the interstate on third gear, just cruising along like not a care in the world kind of thing. I don't. It was a weird game. So weird game. Uh, things. I'm glad Buffalo won uh, mm-hmm. because I think Skylar Thompson's an awful quarterback, and I hope I don't see him play another game. So that's my thoughts. All right. Tell us what you really think about Skylar Thompson. <laughs> but the, uh, I think, every, you know, as I think there's a lot of people cheering for the Bills because of what happened with DeMar Hamlin. And, uh, yes. Uh, I was expecting him to be at that game and it to be a, a huge, like, injection of just, you know, the crowd going crazy and everything. And uh, he wasn't. He wasn't at the game, which, you know, I know the Bills, like you said, it's got to be just like an exhausting uh, month and whatever they've gone through. So, um, Josh Allen looking so bad in that game or looking just, you know, so up and down, throwing those weird picks, you know, just just chucking it, basically, just chucking it back foot, you know, just uh, throwing it up. That's kind of concerning moving forward because they're going to be, uh, you know, the Bengals are really good. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, I know the Bengals are losing some linemen, but we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But it was a weird game, but I am glad the Bills won just just because uh, they've been so good all year, and uh, hopefully they can kind of put it together. But uh, I don't know. Strange game. Sleepwalking did just enough to win. Fair. All right, the game that uh... – uh, we we called this Chris uh, oh, the week before. We did. Um, our picks were pretty good last week. Um, they weren't bad. Um, we we did say that Buffalo and San Francisco win by blowouts, and we were one almost over two, but they they both won at least. Um, the Giants come through in the clutch, beat the the Vikings at home. Thirteen, or the Vikings thirteen and four, something ridiculous. Yeah, uh, yeah, with like a uh, three point differential. Yeah, three. It's just the the worst thirteen win team in the history of the NFL. We all knew it. Um, Danny Dimes played well. Um, Saquon looked like Saquon. Um, Giants got him, and so here we are with the Giants in uh, in the divisional round. Uh, I watched the second half of this. Um, uh, I mean, it was what, what we expected. The Lord help the, if the Giants ever get receivers. That's going to be a tough team. Um, but um, Cousins with a check down on on the, to lose the game. That was worse than the ones Josh Dobbs did. Even um, 
because at least Hassan Haskins had room. Can you uh, remind Hawkinson me? was about to be tackled. The, who's the Vikings' best receiver? Uh, he's pretty good. Um, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Who's the Titans' best receiver? Uh, I don't even know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, Is I Kenny Britt still to, around? <laughs> I would just close my eyes and throw it to Justin Jefferson. Uh, that was my biggest takeaway. Uh, Justin Jefferson, I think, had two catches, possibly, the entire game. Uh, hey, Kirk Vi- Cousins, I don't, I don't care if he's doubled every play. Like you saw that he he had that freakish catch in coverage earlier this year. Uh, oh, the yeah. dude, the dude makes contested catches. Uh, and I think the fourth down play just was like, Kirk. Kirk Cousins is, is a guy you can win with. Uh, if you put him on the 49ers, they're uh, yeah. probably probably going to be in pretty good shape. Uh, maybe even better shape than they are with Brock Purdy. But if you ask Kirk Cousins to do anything besides manage a game, um, he's going to check it down on fourth and nine uh, for a two-yard pass, and that's the ball game. So, Dable, we uh, all agree, uh, really good coach. I thought Saquon was getting 25-plus touches. Um, I was I was kind of surprised by the Danny Dimes usage as far as the run game goes. But, he's uh, not bad, though. Uh Dable knows that that that's there uh, because of Saquon, so he kind of exploited that. Dable, I think he's a hell of a coach. That's uh, that was my biggest takeaway. Uh, kudos to Dable on the win. Uh, and as we said, getting a divisional matchup in the next round. I mean, obviously Philly's a better team, but it, it's a juicy matchup. I'll just say that for sure. So I watched. Uh, none of this game, but I'm not surprised at all that the Vikings lost. Uh, I did look this up. Danny Dimes with a 114 quarterback rating. Wow. So Danny Dimes playing good in the playoffs. But uh, I'll I'll leave it to you guys on this one. Not watching any of it. Kind of being predictable. Y'all called the Vikings. Yeah, it um... – I mean, just the Vikings were frauds all year. It felt like they won all these games, you know, super close and good for them. Some teams have a knack of, of coming through in the clutch, but um, so sometimes you just know, you just, you just know. Um, yeah, when a team's just not as good as their record. Um, it was interesting you mentioned, like, Justin Jefferson. The Vikings have four pass catchers better than any Titan pass catcher. I would, you know, Jefferson, Osborne, Thielen, and Hawkinson just, yeah. are all better than anybody the Titans have to catch a pass. So put Josh Dobbs on the Titans, and maybe he looks pretty good. Or sorry, on the Vikings. Vikings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which um, is interesting about the Brock Pur- Purdy point. Like, yeah. Okay, just just Jefferson at seven for forty-seven. I think second half he had two catches. I think that's okay. what it was. Um, yeah, just completely underutilized. Yeah, you, you should force the ball to that guy. So. Um, yeah. All right. Um, evening game. Um, another one that was, oh, sorry. This was the other one that we said was going to be a blowout. That the Bengals would just work Baltimore. You did make a point that it was going to be a tough AFC North game and man, was it ever. I mean, there's something to be said about all these years of Cincinnati, Pittsburgh and Baltimore beating up on one another. Um, great they're just, games. They're like just tough playoff. games every time. Great yeah. games. It's going to be three to six points or, you know, three points to a touchdown. Um, this one was the Bengals looked worse than they'd looked in a long time in this game. Um, 
and they were they were beaten up in the crazy goal line fumble from right. Tyler Huntley. That's the entire yard return. That was entire the entire game. game. Like that's yeah. all that. I mean, Baltimore. I mean, I guess we can say it. Uh, Cincinnati's offensive line. Uh, it's back to the 2022 mm-hmm. uh, playoffs. Did uh, you call it 2022 playoffs or 2021 playoffs? Which which one is it? I would, well, 20. I'd say 21 because 21. 20. Still, okay. Yeah. Go to last year's playoffs against the <laughs> Titans. That that offensive line's back. Uh, Joe Burrow was he was seeing some ghosts. He was making some decisions that were not great. Uh, it's a good thing he got it out of the way this past weekend. I would mm-hmm. I would hope. Uh, it may be that way again in Buffalo. We'll see. But uh, he saw some ghosts. Uh, Tyler Huntley didn't play great, but uh, is Greg Roman still the offensive coordinator in Baltimore? I don't. I don't oh, really know. Uh, he he schemed it good as far as the run plays. Like uh, the running backs had some room and took advantage of uh, of those plays. That the goal line. I mean, it was. I think it was sixty something percent Baltimore chances to win uh, before the snap. It was, yeah, and it was in the eighties percent for uh, Cincinnati after the snap. So that's that was the game. No, I mean it's just a bizarre play. Swung at forty percent. Yeah, win expectancy. Uh, yeah, crazy play, and it's hard to fault Huntley. He was trying to make a play. Uh, phenomenal play by the defense on Cincinnati. So, I mean, he should have just been. It should have just been a, uh, you know, go low quarterback sneak. It was second down. There's but, no reason to do that. I agree. But players try to win. You know what I mean? Players. Yeah, you play to win the game, Herm Edwards. Yeah. But, um, I was glad that was the Sunday night game because that was that was a really good game. It felt like it should be a night game kind of thing. It did. Yeah. Night night game prime time. Uh, I kind of wish Lamar was there. Uh, that game ends completely different if he's playing. Yeah, what is uh, up with Lamar uh, not even being in the stadium? Well, according the Ravens, they don't injured players don't travel, so that's the excuse going around. Uh, ultimately, Lamar's getting paid this offseason. Don't know who's paying him, but some team's going to pay him and get a hell of a quarterback. It's my take. Chug Sipper poor. He plays another game for the Baltimore Ravens. I am pouring that after this last weekend, him not being there, because I think that's an obvious like, that's uh, it's an obvious signal to me. I know what the Ravens are saying, but oh, so this is a phenomenal one. I'm 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 if pouring too. Oh man, so I don't know why I I'd always. I kind of looked at Justin Fields prior to the Bears getting the number one pick. If if you could trade Fields for Jackson, would you do it? I would. I would do that. I think. I think Lamar Jackson's an unknown commodity, and Justin Fields, uh, his ceiling is probably where Lamar Jackson is, and his mm-hmm. floor is way lower. So, mm-hmm. I, I would do that trade. Um, what about the Houston Texans? They got the cap space. They had the number two overall pick. So if you do that, you're guaranteed Stroud or Young. Uh, if you're Baltimore, you get the rookie contract, so you can, can continue to have that strong defense. Uh, kind of have the cap flexibility there. I think if you that's, put Bryce on the Ravens. That'd be uh, pretty pretty strong. That's a good pick. Yeah, uh, it would be, or even Stroud. Uh, I think that's a trade that could happen if Houston has a desire, because I think. I think the Ravens, 
there's a good chance they could get like a first, a third, and then maybe a second round next year uh, for Lamar. That's and, fun. That's, yeah. And if you're Houston, you go from Deshaun or not Deshaun Watson. Uh, you had your Davis Mills era of two years that were just kind of Deshaun Watson carnage. Uh, but you kind of get a hit the reset button and fast track your rebuild right there. So that could happen. That's, that's, a, my, that's, I like that's my bold it. prediction. Lamar to Houston. Lamar to Houston. All right. I don't have a destination, but I, I know we ain't going back to Baltimore. That's my that's my thought. All right. Um, last game of the weekend. My favorite result. Uh, was wrong about it. Thought that it could, something could happen, and happy to be wrong about it. The Bucks could win. God, the Bucks are awful. They looked like the worst team in the playoffs. Cowboys okay. just eviscerated them. Despite Can I go missing first four on extra points. Go for it. Okay, so. The biggest takeaway, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the Cowboys stayed no huddle uh, almost the entire game um, because they knew the hand signals of the Bucks. They knew exactly what defense they were going to be in, and Kellen Moore is mm. a pretty good offensive coordinator, so that's why they, uh, yeah, I thought I thought as far as getting out coached, it was just the Bucks got worked. Uh, Leftwich obviously got fired. Great move by the Jags hiring Doug Peterson and not uh, Byron Leftwich. Um, it was, Todd, yeah. Bowl, Todd Bowles, great defense coordinator, not a good mm-hmm. head coach. Uh, he was he was bad in New York, and he's been really bad in Tampa this year. Um, yeah, so as far as the game goes, uh, I, I thought the Cowboys played great, had a great plan. Um, yeah, I kudos to the Cowboys. Um, also, the Mauer thing, that was probably the most interesting part of the whole game, if we're being honest. That was a fun little wrinkle, the uh, the kicker being so, man. so bad in that game. He just had the yips, and man. He did, yeah. yeah. It definitely was just, a, it, obviously, just the yips, because uh, um, I didn't even know, honestly, but they said this guy's a good kicker. Like, he's, he's a really good kicker in the league, uh, probably top half, at least, in the – it's just that was amazing, and the fourth one to just bounce off the upright, yeah, the top, fourth missed extra yeah. point, just, yeah. just classic. You couldn't, I'm, you couldn't script it. I'm glad he made the last one. Uh, he he needed that, and you, I mean, it's kind of. Well, I wondered at this point in the season, could they uh, sign a yeah. free agent kicker? Sure. Yes, yes, they could. Right yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Um, I could go well, find fifty year old Adam Benatari with him at this point, but I don't know what happened. I haven't heard honestly. Oh, they'll they'll keep they'll keep Mauer out there. Yeah, He's they still, they'll run him out there. Although if he struggles well, that, this week and they happen to win and they going they're going to Philly, I could see a, a different kicker being uh, kicking for him next week, yeah. the following week. But this week it's Mauer. Uh, glad he glad he made the last one. That was. That's about the only drama of the game was, is he going to make or miss? No. Um, it was a beat down. Um, Brady looked every bit of 45. Um, yeah, Dallas, Dallas was just the – I mean, Dallas should have won. They were a better team. I know it was in Tampa. It was just, you know, it was going to take some something crazy. But Brady threw a horrible red zone interception, his mm, first one. That in, was bad. In forever. I mean, he just they they didn't have it. I think he knew that. So, um, I don't 
I, I think at some point I want to. We should talk about what Brady does next. Um, I agree. Let's talk about the divisional round. But I will do this. Chuck Super Four. Tom Brady played his last game uh, for his career Monday. Night. I'm going to pour that out. Uh, I don't think he divorced his wife for uh, that ending. So okay, McClure. pour it out. I'm going to pour that out as well. I think he will have to uh, not make a team. <laughs> he just goes away saying, pour it out. He's going to play next year. He'll he'll cherry pick the best spot and uh, probably be the Dolphins quarterback, but we'll talk about that later. I did want to say my favorite part of the Cowboys game was uh, watching the, the Manning cast with uh, Coach Prime. Uh, oh, yeah. The uh, when they tried to uh, compare um, C.D. Lamb to uh, Michael Irvin, uh, that was that that got him upset. He did C.D. Lamb's probably he better. Did the whole, <laughs> <laughs> he he did the whole Coach Prime, you know, theatrics. Speaking of Coach Prime, did y'all see the Tim Brewster Colorado thing? No, no. Yeah, y'all are gonna get a TikTok in a a little bit after the podcast. So okay. <laughs> Go we'll take this offline. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, um, yeah, I was watching the Manning cast too. The the responses to the extra points were pretty hilarious. I think what <laughs> I'm just said at one point, bless his heart. <laughs> I'm sure Peyton was having flashbacks of Mike Vanderjat. So Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the Dolphins game, right? Uh he he yeah, he yanked one to to win that game. He missed one to uh, tie a Steelers playoff game. You know, I got lots of Brady theories, but one of them is if you swap Vanderjet for Vinatieri, those careers go differently early on. But uh, I digress. All right, divisional round. Um, I did a little bit of research on some divisional stuff, and I might find this interesting. Uh, y'all might not, but... Um, so, we have some tortured fan bases in the round of, uh, you know, the final eight teams. Obviously, the Jaguars, they've been awful for most of their existence. The Bills, four straight Super Bowl losses in the 90s, zero Super Bowl wins ever. Um, the Bengals, 0 for 3 in Super Bowls, um, didn't win a playoff game between 1990 and last year. Unbelievable. Um, the Chiefs, uh, they've got the one, like, they won a couple years ago. They lost the year after. I wouldn't say the Chiefs are a tortured fan base, but they're certainly not flying high. We've got on the NFC, the Eagles who and Giants, who seems like whenever they have good teams, they end up being contenders. I wouldn't say those are tortured fan bases. Surprisingly, San Francisco and Dallas, uh, two historically very good franchises, both have won five Super Bowls. Um, they have been awful the last 25 years, though, as far as postseason success. Lots of memes. Seriously. Cowboys. Yeah. So how many times past 25 years do you think Dallas has made the divisional round? Maybe once under Romo. Divisional, not conference championship. This Uh, 25 years. Oh, you're saying the the, the round that they are uh, going currently, into currently, currently. this this All current right. round, yeah. 
I will say uh, six times. No more than twice. I don't know. No, it's six. McClure got it on the nose. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. Divisional appearances are more plentiful than, than you think. Now, spoiler alert, they did not they have not been to an NFC championship since. Um you know, since since the uh Troy Aikman days. Um San Francisco. Um they hold the distinction of the most appearances in the divisional round without a Super Bowl win in the past 25 years. They've been nine times. No Super Bowl wins. They've lost two Super Bowls. A lot of uh, a lot of Jeff Garcia years there, maybe, or what was that? I mean, they they've been. I mean, the Kaepernick teams were good. Yeah, Alex Smith was, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been, um, yeah, it's been pretty, you know, pretty crazy that they that they've done that. So um, the team with the second most appearances with no Super Bowl wins. Want to take a guess? Let's see. Eight eight divisional appearances, no Super Bowl wins. Past twenty five years, two teams hold this distinction. Titans. Yes. Uh, Any guess at the other one? Yes. Uh, the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, don't. No Super Bowl. No Super Bowl wins. Chargers. They haven't even gone. I'll tell you that they've not even gone to one. At least the Titans mm. went to one. I, I don't know if this team's been probably not been good enough because there's that. Um, um, Bills. Uh, no, the Bills have only Is that the made right the division? division or no? No, the Bills have only made the divisional round three times in the past 25 really? years, and that is the past three years. Wow. Yep. I'm surprised. Isn't that crazy? That. What about the Texans? The Texans have been uh three times. That's it. Yeah. This team, um trying to give you a hint. They're they're NFC. It's cold there. Vikings? Yes. Eight times. Uh, all right, couple more small pieces of trivia, and I'll, I'll I'll leave it. So there's one team that's had zero divisional appearances in 25 years, the most tortured fan base in the NFL, the Cleveland Browns. Nope. Oh, they've got one. Oh man. A couple years ago, when uh, Roethlisberger had a meltdown and threw seven picks or whatever, and and uh, the Browns beat them, the Baker Mayfield team. Oh, okay. I remember that. Yep. So that's their only one. Otherwise, it would absolutely be the Browns. They they would also have zero. The Lions have been there, right? Wrong. Nope. The uh, Lions' last playoff win came in 1991. Zero appearances for the Lions. Now, this is the this is the one that might surprise you. What is the team with the next longest drought? They the have next not longest been, drought to the Lions. The next the Lions have not been to the divisional round since '91. This next team has not been since 2000. This team has been quietly abysmal, and you don't really think about them as being that horrible. But they have been dreadful for the past 25 years. Um, 
I will say. I got my guess, but I'll let McClure go first. I think this is wrong now that I'm saying this, but the Dolphins. That was my guess. You are correct. Uh, nice job, guys. Yeah, two. I, I just thought the Patriots have locked up that division. You know what I mean? So you're going to have to win a game, and I can't remember. They've had some bad quarterbacks. They've been all, yeah. Jay they've, Fiedler they've, and AJ, AJ Feely. Feely. Yeah. They are yeah, not low key bad though. You don't think of them like the Browns, right. you know. The um the Dolphins and the the Washington football team, former Redskins, they they have both been quietly awful, um, for the past you know forever. Oakland's Oakland's not far behind, but a lot of lot of tortured fan bases. Um, I did think that was interesting about San Francisco. Most divisional appearances without a Super Bowl win. Oddly enough, Packers thirteen divisional appearances, only one Super Bowl win in that time frame. So, uh, yeah, fun, fun information for me, maybe not for everybody else, but, uh, anyway, on to the divisional round, let's do a quick pick of the games this week. Um, let's do, let's go AFC and FC. Let's start at the AFC. We'll do, uh, chiefs, Jaguars chiefs have the buy the number one seed. They have not been dominant for a while. Um, they lost to the Colts this year. Overtime um, against the Texans. Overtime against the Texans. Um, they just haven't been dominant. That being said, is there anybody you trust more in the clutch than Patrick Mahomes right now? Probably not. Um, what did you say? Eight and a half point favorite. Um, yeah. Before you go first, what do you, what do you think happens happens to this one? I think uh, I think it's just going to be chalk. I think the Chiefs. I've been playing really better. I think Mahomes is playing real well, and I think Kelsey's going to have a huge day. But I don't see any way that the Jags are going to uh, stick in this one with at Arrowhead uh, with with them just being so new to the playoffs too. And um, you know, Lawrence will unfortunately probably throw some picks in Arrowhead, but um, I just think the Chiefs are just a way better team than Jacksonville. I think they're. Gonna, I think it's going to be a, a double-digit win. Chris, what are your thoughts? I love Patrick Mahomes. I love Andy Reid. Uh, I'm going Jags plus eight and a half. Uh, I think this is a game the Jaguars could jump out to like a fourteen nothing lead a couple years ago. I feel like the Chiefs and Texans had a game where the it was really the end of the Texans uh, as they were. Yeah, it ended the Deshaun Watson Texans. Under the Deshaun Watson era where they jumped out early and just, uh, I don't know, forgot how to play football the rest of the game. Uh, so Bill O'Brien, mm-hmm. Texans, yeah. Um, I just think it's going to be something like that. I think Jacksonville's going in on a high. Uh, I think if they win the toss, they want to receive. Go down, get a touchdown, try to get a lead. Uh, and as you said, the Jaguars, they have not looked good lately. Uh, or the Chiefs, sorry. The Chiefs have not looked good lately. I don't know what's wrong with them necessarily, but yeah, I'm going to go Jags plus eight and a half. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game at the end. I don't know if it, which way it goes necessarily. I just think it's going to be a close game. So if you're giving me more than a touchdown, I'll take it. I like, I like the Jags to cover Chiefs to win as well. Um it's gonna. I, I think. I mean, you're right, McClure. The Chiefs are just. They're. They're better. The Jags are young in the environment, but also sort of like the Bengals last year. They don't know any better. 
Um, and they've got a coach who's been there, and Doug Peterson knows when to be aggressive. For what you know, for what it's worth, he's going to roll the dice at the right times. And this is a game you have to they be aggressive. Better be if you're aggressive. Have a chance, right? Yeah. yeah. If it's if it's fourth and three on your on, on the you know forty nine plus, plus side of the field. Yeah, you go for it. You go for it. So uh, I like. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, I think. I think the Chiefs win. Um, eight and a half is pretty generous, though. So should be going. I would love to, uh, the Chiefs. Their ceiling. I think they. Oh, I don't know if they were the Niners. I think they have the highest ceiling for one game than any team. Would love to see them put it together at some point. Um, Chiefs it might happen. I don't know if it's this week. One. All right. I like it. I'm calling the it. calling it. Calling it. All right. They have Kelsey the also is They have the funniest commercials, too, by far. The the Andy Reid is a sneaky good actor. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. AFC additional matchup. Uh, one of the most emotional games that's ever going to happen. Buffalo, Cincinnati. Three weeks removed from Demar Hamlin's near death on the football field. Same two teams meet. Um, this time in a different location. It's just surreal. That this game's like these teams meet up this this recently, or this you know this soon after. Hot take. So I want Boyd to go first on this one. Go for this one. This one's going to be a, a really. It's going to be a fun thing to watch. I'm, I'm sure that uh, – I wonder if DeMar Hamlin will be there. I don't know if it's been announced. I assume he will be. He's been back for in Buffalo sure for a while. going to be there. I would assume so, too. And that's just going to be, like, like, one of the craziest moments just based on the emotions of a couple of weeks ago. But as far as the football, um, I think it's going to be just such a wild environment. And, um, unfortunately, with the uh, – the Bengals having that same O line issue that they had. Uh, is it three that are out officially uh, for this game that were mm-hmm. hurt in the last game? That's that's tough. That's hard to overcome, um, especially going on the road in Buffalo, one of the hardest places to play. So I I would uh, take Buffalo slightly. I think it's going to be so emotional though. Buffalo will have so many emotions going for sure that. It's a hard game to call for me. Like I wouldn't be surprised at any outcome, honestly. Chris, hot, take hot takes. Okay, first hot take. Uh, this game should be at a neutral site. I know mm-hmm. they both played 16, 16 games, uh, so they, you're com- kind of comparing uh, apples to apples as far as the record goes, but the one game that they could cancel – uh, if the Bengals win, it makes up that game because it was against the Bills. Uh, True. This one should be at a neutral site. That's my first hot take, especially since Bills Chiefs next weekend has the potential to be in your backyard in yeah. Atlanta. Uh, I was looking at tickets for that game, and uh, the get-in price right now is $750. Um, I was stunned because I was like, hey, okay. there's, there's a chance I we could have I might look at those, off. yeah. I was like, I'm, there's a chance I may hit Hickman up and be like $100 to get in to see Chiefs Bills uh, AFC Championship. That's That would be awesome. Uh, yeah, the cheapest Sounds ticket I, I looked earlier this week was $750. Wow. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, but I think it should be on a neutral site, uh, especially watching the game. Uh, since he looked like the better team that, that day, they had the home crowd behind them pre-Hamlin injury. Uh, so 
I think it should be a neutral site game since he got screwed on that one. As far as the game, uh, there's a 100% chance DeMar Hamlin's running out of the tunnel, going to be at midfield, going to be at wherever they want to acknowledge him at. He'll definitely be in the stadium. Uh, the emotions for that will be astronomical. Uh, yeah. It, it, I think there's going to be some uh, – it'll be good for T. Higgins to see. I think there's some scars there if we're being candid. Uh, so I think it's good yeah. for T. Higgins. It's good for the Bills. It's good for football uh, to see him. Uh, I think he's going to be in pretty decent shape from what I'm hearing as far as yeah. health-wise. Okay, so that's one one question I had about DeMar. Like, do we know – I know he's been at the facility every day. They said, is yeah. he able to, like, run out in the field with his teammates? Like, is that able to happen? Like, I didn't know. If that happens, he's run, He's 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 getting announced pre-game, maybe yeah. after after all the starters, and that place is just going to erupt. So it's this is a tough game to predict. Uh, Do we say the line's like three and a half? Is that is that what the line was somewhere around there? I can't remember. Yeah, it was pretty tight. Um, um, I can't remember. But I I have no clue. This is a game that I'm I'm not going to bet on. I'm just going to be a fan. Uh, selfishly, I may I picked the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, so uh, I hope they win. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't know. It's, I, w- I would say things lean towards Cincinnati. Uh, Vaughn Miller not playing, uh, kind of minimizes the offensive line issues the Bengals are going to have. Uh, T. Higgins, uh, Jamar Chase are a matchup nightmare for the Bills secondary. That's pretty depleted uh i think the Bengals match up well with the bills so i'm gonna go Bengals. uh i'm not gonna bet anything on this game if i bet anything it's gonna be on the over and hope it hits because i want to see a fun game so i'm uh i think emotions like you said emotions are going to be an all-time high hamlin comes out i think it's a buzzsaw I, th- I think I think the Bengals are just. I think they're a better team. That's who I picked to win the Super Bowl too. Um, I think it just happens to be a buzzsaw, and um, Buffalo wins it. I'm gonna go Bills. All right, on to the NFC. Um, I'm is not that, sure which. Is that who you want to win the Bills? Yes, I do want I want the Bills to win also. Um I think that I think the Bengals are still the best team in the AFC. Um I think with Hamlin coming back this game, I think it's just gonna be be an all timer for that. That I mean if the or the Bills come out flat, but I, I I just really think I really think it's Buffalo puts it all together and they just I just think Cincinnati can't stop them. I think Josh Allen just is possessed in this game and they uh it might be close, but I think I think Buffalo wins it. NFC matchups. Let's start with the uh, the first game. So, okay. Oh, one more fun divisional fact. Three out of the four teams are from the division. First time it's ever happened. So, Eagles, Giants. Who do you like? I'm going to go. Go ahead. You go ahead. I'm going to go. This is going to be a close game. Uh, I'm not sold on Siriano as a head coach. Uh, I think this might be his his first real uh, 
kind of nail biters, a head coach, kind of see what he's made of. Uh, obviously, the talent's there. I I I got a Dable boner. That's all I can say. I just <laughs> uh, they kind of save Saquon as far as touches goes, so I think he'll be fresh for this game, and I think they're going to need to use him. Uh, but having the run game and Daniel Jones running, uh, keeping the clock moving, shorten the game up. Uh, I would probably take the under. I think the the line was over a touchdown, so give me the Giants and the points. Uh, I don't know. It that that's the way I hope it goes. I'll just say that. All right. What do you think? If, I had, if I had to take a guess, I'd say the same thing. Just being a divisional team, they've played each other twice already. You know each other. It's it, you know you would think it's going to be close. Uh, but I think with Hertz having such a good year, it's hard to pick against them uh, in this in this game. But uh, with with them knowing each other and playing each other all the time, just that NFC East connection, I think it's going to be closer closer than uh, I just don't see a blowout. But uh, Danny Dimes, I don't know, can he do it? Um, but Hertz has to prove himself too in the playoffs. So they're they're both uh, fairly unproven. Um, but I would still take Philly for the win. I I want to add something before you jump in, Hickman. I, mm-hmm. I think my the, my day ball love is uh, kind of an appreciation for Vrabel, uh, Tomlin, Belichick, uh, guys that know how the game, uh, kind of a game theory thing where they they know how the game has to play out for them to win or have the best mm-hmm. chance to win, and yeah. they're gonna they're going to coach accordingly. Doug Peterson probably falls under that. Andy Reed uh, has, has a, you know what I mean? The, the coaches yeah. that, that really stand out, they know going in, Hey, uh, we're We're going to have to pull some tricks out of the hat. to it gets, get some lucky, get a defensive score, special team score, do something to flip the game uh, in order to win. I think Dayball has that. And that's, that's probably my fascination with him is just, he knows what he has and he knows what he needs to do to win. And he's going to, just let his balls hang out and whatever happens, happens. So. Um, I'm going to take the giants. Uh, I, you know, it's a weird, it's <clears throat> divisional games are tough. They are not going to be afraid. They're going to take some risks. Um, <clears throat> Philly, Philly peaked at the wrong time. I think that's what happened with them this year. And, um, sometimes that happens. You get a team. They, they peaked in, in December and, um, I, you know, the, the, Philly has had a number of like playoff letdowns over the years, and um, in uh, it's a weird oh nine they got the Giants. The Giants were the one seed, or is oh eight oh eight the Giants were the one seed, and a wild card Philly team knocked them out in the divisional round. That's uh, you know, thirteen years later, payback. I'm going with the going with the Giants. Is Danny Dimes going to get himself a two hundred million dollar contract this offseason? Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> That's insane. He's, um, from where he came from. <laughs> he's pulling a Flacco. All right, last game of the week, classic playoff matchup. These teams have played jersey the matchup of the week so many times. Oh yeah, great jersey matchup. Classic looks. Niners Cowboys in San Francisco. Um, McClure, who wins? Memories of like the Steve Young era and the uh, Troy Aikman, all those old uh, mm-hmm. '90s games. We'd see this game pretty much every year. You'd see this game in the playoffs. But um, 
being in San Francisco and just with their uh, their weapons that they have, I'm going to pick San Francisco uh, to win this game. Um, I think that uh, Dak has shown that he's he, you know he he's going to probably throw a pick in this game. Uh, I know he played all he did play really mm-hmm. well in the last game, but I think he's um, I think he's going to throw a pick. That's what's going to happen. That's my prediction, my bold prediction. And um, I'm just going to take San Francisco, but I think that uh, Purdy is going to stay solid and just keep, you know, he threw for over 300 yards in the last game, and I think he's just going to keep it up. And um, I think they're the best team in the NFC, but uh, I think they win this game. What's the spread in this game? Do we know? I think it's three and a half, two and a half, three and a half, somewhere in that ballpark. I'd take the points too, so. Three and a half, San Francisco. Yeah. We think, Chris. That's. I think. I think it's going to be a. Uh, I. I don't know. It's. It's a coin toss. I can talk myself into the Cowboys. I can talk myself into the Niners. Um, at the end of the day, just look at the head coaches. Uh, Shanahan is a better head coach than McCarthy. Uh, I don't think. I don't think as far as Dallas goes where uh, they're going to know the hand signals for the 49ers. I think the 49ers are smart enough to, to mm. throw some wrinkles out there so that they're, uh, they're not, they're not essentially knowing the defense before the snap. Uh, so I think as far as that goes, Shanahan will be fine. Uh, Micah Parsons has a good chance to be the best player on the field. He was a stud He's unbelievable. Monday night. Yeah. I saw something where he he dropped back into pressure. I don't can't remember the number of snaps, but he also had eleven quarterback pressures uh, that game. Uh, Micah Parsons is a stud, so that's what that's what makes the Cowboys good. They have, I mean, you have the two running backs. You have C.D. Lamb, uh, Dalton Schultz isn't a bad tight end, especially with Dak throwing to him. Uh, and then Micah Parsons can. It, it's almost guaranteed he's going to have a big play. It's just you hope it's a sack and not something else if you're the Niners fan. Uh this should be a great watch. That's 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 my take. It's gonna be a great watch. Give me Niners. I don't feel confident with that though. I feel like Parsons could play every position on the field. Maybe maybe not nose tackle. Every other position. He's ridiculous. I do think it's going to be the it's the last well, last game. It'd be a great one to put a bow on the on the weekend. A lot of fun. It'd be a lot of fun to watch. I I'm going to pick San Francisco in just a great game. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Um, I, I I think it ends up something like I don't know. Thirty one twenty seven ends with um, Dallas not being able to score on the last drive. That's going to be my pick. Um. I don't think this is going to be like a big scapegoat that, you know, Dak doesn't show up. I think Dak shows up. I think the Niners just, yeah, have the, have so many weapons. Uh, but I think, I think it'll be a great game. There've been, again, the iconic, so to your point, so the Cowboys and, and Niners played in three straight NFC championships, 92, 93, 94. Um, and oddly enough, none of those games were super close. I mean, they were all, I think they were all double digit wins. Um, um, probably the games were closer than the score, but then there was, you know, the, the iconic, the catch from Dwight Clark, you know, Joe Montana, the Niners first Super Bowl launched their dynasty. 
was against Dallas. Um, so, so yeah, it's, um, I'm sure we'll see lots of that from, from the Fox crew that night, but, um, regardless fun, fun, game, fun matchup. And I think the, like the least fun matchup is probably the giants and the Eagles, which is still a good one. Um, but so I think so this is a weekend that I wish we were still single and we could just meet up in Knoxville or wherever, or watch <laughs> the games, have a guy's middle school weekend. No, uh, yeah. Cause, cause the games are, uh, they're so yeah, good. They're, they're fun, especially Sundays. Like, Chiefs, Sunday, Jaguars could, yeah. could could go either way. Eagles, Giants. I don't think the Giants are going to blow them out, but you could see an Eagles blowout. Uh, but the Sunday games, one of those like games in at eight or nine o'clock at night. I drive home from Charlotte, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> has that kind of weekend vibe. It's just kind of like, oh man, I get that itch. It's just like <sighs> love to hang out with the boys and watch football because it's this was- is gonna be. A, it's also like the last great weekend of football we have for, oh, it is. for eight it months, is. Yeah. Oh, nine months, man. eight and a half, nine months, probably nine months. It is the last great football weekend because now we just have, after this, there's three games. That's it. Yeah. I always love that round too. It's or the, the second divisional round where uh, there's, it's, there's the consistency of the games, but they're the better games too. Like you're not going to have those first round blowout games. Like the um, yeah Seattle San Fran, you know, you're not going to have those type of games. That's, uh, man, these AFC playoffs, th- this Final Four is. I was thinking it was going to be the Chargers with Herbert, but the, with Lawrence as a quarterback, that's four really good quarterbacks. I don't know that the Jags are as good of a team. Um, I I mean, the Chargers really aren't any good either, but it's four really good quarterbacks to watch. And those playoffs are going to be so fun, man. I think this weekend's going to be great games. For the first time in a while, I mean, there's no villain. There's no villain in this round. Trey, there's no, there's no Rogers. The there's no villain. Brady. I mean, the the Cowboys' name is the that Cowboys, probably, the, probably the villain. I don't. It's, I, it's a, the AFC, closest we got. AFC. I don't. I don't know. There's any villain. There like is one. Yeah, Mahomes is like Jackson Mahomes. There, there's your villain. Speaking of which, I haven't seen his his name all year, which is a blessing. Yeah, Patrick. Yeah, sending and packing. So, yeah, yeah. Usually, there's been there's been a, a player or a team that's a villain. Obviously, the Patriots were for a long time. Um, you know, the, usually the Packers. Aaron Aaron Rodgers was. I mean, some people hated Peyton Manning. He was always there. Um, just somebody that's always a presence. Richard Sherman. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, those Seattle. Oh, those it was. <laughs> It was easy to hate those Seattle teams with the exception of Beast Mode. National yeah. treasure. Any of the teams remaining, Professional I would have a problem with winning, honestly. Yeah, I, I would say uh, the team I would least like to see win the Super Bowl out of the, out of the remaining teams would probably be the Giants. I just, I, you know. Well, the Cowboys. I guess I wouldn't want to see the Cowboys win either. Uh, I, Cowboys. Know I don't even know why. Okay. I don't know why I don't like the Cowboys. I was Me a Packers either, fan growing up, I guess. Uh, Pre-Titans, I was a Packers fan, okay. so I guess that's the reason. But who um, among the teams left? Who do you most want to win? Uh, I think just the um, Chiefs or I Niners for me. Chiefs or Niners? Yeah. Why Chiefs or Niners? I love Patrick Mahomes. I love Andy Reid. 
and then the Niners, I just I just love watching that team play football. Like this the skill they have at running back, receiver, tight end, uh, even fullback. Uh, they they have literally five special guys on the field at all times as far as it, like they're 22 or uh, 22, but yeah, 21 personnel uh, or 12 personnel. I can't remember which one it is, but whatever. Yeah. Two two backs tied in and two receivers. That That's a fun, fun-ass backfield. Uh, mm-hmm. So... And the Eagles Giants, they do nothing for me. Like honestly. Like uh Yeah. Nothing for me. The AFC teams, I, I mean, I think pretty sure whoever comes out of the AFC, I, I wouldn't we'll, mind favorite, would not yeah. mind seeing win. Even the Jaguars. As far as who I'd want to see win right now, I'd just say the Bills. I had the Bills yeah. going undefeated after they did. Uh, won that first game. I remember but that take. Uh, but uh, just with the whole stuff with Hamlin, I just that all that stuff just made me rally around him even more. Now I, I love watching Josh Allen too when he's playing good, like when he's running and just like running over people, and like he's just awesome to watch. He's a fun quarterback. City of Buffalo needs a win. Buffalo and Jacksonville. Um, I would those those are the two teams I'd most want to see win. After them, uh, Chiefs. I love the Chiefs. Niners. Be happy with them too. Um, so I guess those would be my my first. I mean, so that's a lot of teams that I would be happy to see win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So anyway, here's yeah, a good fun, weekend of playoffs. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right, guys. Any uh any parting thoughts as we uh move to the last great football weekend of twenty twenty one season? Happy birthday, Liz. Her birthday's Friday, so shout out, Liz. Thirty four. Happy birthday, Liz. Happy birthday. Hope you all have a nice celebration. You can do, you know. She's go to going Texas to West Tennessee, so I'm going to chill in Columbia by myself this weekend. So, oh. yeah. All right. Watch some, watch some games. Yeah, it sounds a little more fun than going to West Tennessee. <laughs> Not sure why. All right. Well, guys, been fun. Drake, don't uh, drive. We'll see what happens. Do the watermelon crawl. <laughs>